Tonight the service is going to be a little different. I've asked the worship team to stay up here. Because we're going to weave a bit of teaching. And then we're going to put it into practice in moments of worship like we just had. The Holy Spirit's moving tonight, church. He's speaking. I love what Josh said. He didn't know the two main points I was going to touch on tonight. You didn't, did you? <laughs> the first main point is expressing yourself in worship. Isn't that amazing how the Holy Spirit moves like that and speaks to his people like that? Tonight, I want to talk about the throne of our hearts. And I've asked the, the lighting booth, I've asked them to keep the lights low. I, I, I want us to stay in this place of worship tonight. We all have a throne in our heart. God made us to worship. God made us to put something on that throne. And you got to know, church, he's the one that wants to sit on the throne of your heart. And he's just waiting for your invitation because God is a gentleman. And he's not going to kick down the door of your heart. Deuteronomy 6.5 If you brought your Bibles, if you brought something to write with, I encourage you take down some of these scriptures tonight as we dive into worship. You guys ready to swim a little bit? <laughs> Deuteronomy 6.5 says this, And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. Jesus said this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is equally important to love your neighbor as yourself. Love like this. That kind of love God never meant. Never meant for it to be contained. Our love for God and God's love at work in us. God always intended for that to spill over into the world around us. God knows that when he sits on the throne of your heart that others are going to come to Jesus because it just comes out. It just comes out. Like I said, the Hebrew word most often translated for worship is shakar. It means to bow. It means to bow. And we're not to give in anyone or anything else that space, that real estate in the throne of our heart. We're not to have any other thing in our life or any other person in our life bowing before that throne other than God. God designed it that way. Not our family, not our marriage. Not our vocation, not a hobby, not a relationship, 
because God knows that whatever that thing is that we put on the throne of our heart, our identity is going to start to get wrapped up into it. We're sons and daughters. We're sons and daughters of the King. And I just want to ask, as we're in this place of worship, I want you to do some serious inventory of your heart tonight. I would just ask, is there anything or anyone on the throne of your heart other than God? What what could be something that is constantly whispering at you, trying to grab your attention, pulling you away from that place of relationship and intimacy and prayer and worship with your Father? Because anything that gets in the way of that is an idol and you need to get rid of it you need to put up a healthy boundary and say this is getting in the way of my relationship with my father who or what is on the throne of your heart tonight and so there are two main points and what I want to do is I want to touch on this first this first point and then I want to go back into a moment of worship. We're blessed to have a harp player with us tonight. She awesome. And I love it because as we dive into worship, you so you see so many scriptural references to a harp being played. It's one of my favorite instruments. I'm very excited. But what we're going to do is talk about this first point. How can we grow? How can we grow? In this area of making sure we got the right one on the throne of our heart. How can we grow? How can we know? How can we develop in this area? This area of worship. The first is worship is expressed. Worship will always involve expression. Now, this is where we're going to do a little bit of sacred cow tipping tonight, you guys. I want to make sure you're being led by the Holy Spirit and by God's holy scriptures and not by a church culture maybe you grew up with. There are some cultures out there that honor a stoic, straight-ahead, non-expressive form of worship and now listen I'm not saying this unto condemnation to anyone if you find yourself with your hands in your pockets sometimes in worship maybe your arms crossed maybe you're sitting down I do all of those what is important is the state of your heart in that moment of worship as you're expressing your love to God because love that is not expressed is no love at all but a love worth receiving is a love worth demonstrating amen The love of God that we receive is worth demonstrating because our God is a demonstrative God. You look at the cross. You want to know how much he loves you? All you have to do is see what Jesus Christ did on the cross. God demonstrated his love for us. Even to the death. I don't know about you, but when I think about that, it gets me every time. That Jesus Christ paid the price for me on that cross, and he demonstrated his love. And so who am I to stand in a moment of worship and maybe fold my arms and and 
uh, this is unto, not unto condemnation to anyone, okay? Because remember, it's a heart thing. You may have your arms crossed, but it's a heart thing. But listen, God knows every reason and every justification you would use for not expressing yourself in worship, and every single one of those is not honoring to God. They always involve some sort of self-preservation, self-awareness. Listen, church, I love my wife, but if I don't demonstrate my love to her, she's going to start to question how much I love her. But if I'm intentional about showing her love, hugging her, giving her a kiss, telling her I love her, looking her in the eye, listening to her, being intentional to spend time with her, she's going to know that I love her. If I'm intentional about speaking the love language I know that resonates with her. And listen, God invented all the love languages. So if you've ever read that book, the five love languages, God invented them all. God wants quality time with you. God wants to speak words of affirmation over you. I've heard it said worship. A simple definition is love expressed. Love expressed. And so I just ask you, church, tonight, and this goes way beyond sitting in a pew or standing in a pew in a church this is the life you live every single day are you waking up with the intentionality of expressing your love to God I want to read you a portion of scripture Luke chapter 7 verses 45 through 47 you didn't greet me with a kiss but from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love, but a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. Jesus, here in this portion of Scripture, sinful woman comes to him. She anoints him with expensive oil. She kisses him. All the while, the religious leaders of the day are rebuking her for this. Rebuking her for showing her love to her Savior. And this is the only place in the Gospels where Jesus said someone besides his father demonstrated love to him. Like I said, the Pharisees rebuked the woman, but Jesus defended her show of affection as a demonstration of love to her Savior. God loves it when you demonstrate love to Him. So I want to encourage you guys tonight as we dive into worship. When you're worshiping, whether it be in your prayer closet at home, in your car, or here in this place, don't worry about who's around you. Don't be wrapped up with looking around the room. I encourage you. It's a moment between you and God. You and God. And just as much as I might be standing up here 
blessed to do so with a mic and an instrument leading us corporately in worship. When you come to this place and you express your love to God and worship, you're just as much of a worship leader as I could be. Because people around you are going to see you genuinely entering in. And that kind of genuine demonstration of love, it moves people's hearts. And they say, whatever is going on with that person, I want some of that. What do I got to do? Because we live in an age where entertainment is king. Information can be received in a split second. You can look something up. Social media. Listen, church, we live in an age people want genuine. And people know genuine when they see it. Amen? Be genuine. Demonstrate your love. That's the first point. I want to dive back into worship. And so I just want to encourage you as Jill starts to play the harp. I want to encourage you. Take a posture of worship where you are. You can kneel in the aisle. You can stand. You can sit. The important thing is that your heart is right there. Your heart is saying, Lord, I'm here. I'm here. Daddy, I just want to spend time with you. And I honor you. Remember, the word worship simply means bow, to bow, to honor. And I want to encourage you, take that posture of bowing low before our God tonight and honoring him in this place. Can we do that, church? Amen.
Kings 
the kings of, of Judah and Israel called on the prophet Elisha to prophesy. And Elisha said this, Now bring me someone who can play the harp. While the harp was being played, the power of the Lord came upon Elisha. Isn't it amazing how God created us to respond to music like that? here tonight church I have one more point I want to touch on before we we go tonight first is worship involves expression the second is worship involves sacrifice worship throughout the Old Testament involved sacrifice on an altar and now as New Testament Christians as you and I are they say the book of Acts is still being written we are the New Testament church And Jesus became the sacrifice for us once and for all. He paid the price for us in full. But here's our part. Here's our part. Because you see the word worship comes from the old English word worth-ship. Worth-ship. God is worthy. God is worthy of every part of who we are and our part to play. Worship always involves giving. Our time, our energy, our resources, our finances, our commitments, our relationships. God wants it all because he says with me at the center of it all, it's going to be blessed. It's going to be the best it can be. Romans 12.1 Apostle Paul writes, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Did you catch that? In the Old Testament, you would bring a sacrifice in place on the altar now in the New Testament we are the ones to get on the altar and say God here I am all of me 100% of me Lord take it all I'm yours because he's worthy his worthship amen anything in life that competes with the voice of God in your life for your ear is a thief. Did you hear that? Anything that competes with the voice of God in your life for your ear is a thief. And so, real talk, church, real talk. This is where the rubber meets the road. Is there anything in your life? It's heart inventory time. Anything in your life that competes for your ear and your attention. Maybe your favorite show, favorite sports team, a relationship. Don't let anything or anyone sit on the throne of your heart except Jesus Christ. here's how I want to end tonight as we start to wrap things up first I would just like us all let's all bow our heads 
Has this been good for you tonight, church? God's here. God's putting his finger on some areas. And it's all good because he's worthy. And this is a dive into worship. And I can't think of a better way to end the night than to just say, Lord, here I am. Is there anything in my life that's getting in the way of you? So first, with every head bowed, every eye closed, I just want to ask this one question. If you're in here tonight and you have not invited Jesus Christ into your heart, you have not made that decision to make Jesus Christ the Lord over your life. If that's you, with every head bowed, every eye closed, this is just a moment between you and God right now. And I'm not going to ask you to do anything crazy. I'm not going to ask you to stand up and do a cartwheel down to the front. I just want this to be a moment between you and the Lord. I just want you to raise your hand right now. If you want to ask Jesus into your heart, you want to ask Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life, I want you to raise your hand right now, nice and high so I can see you. sanctuary tonight and you want to make this decision to say Lord I have not been putting you first I have been putting other things or other people on the throne of my heart and you want to come back to that heart of worship right now if that's you honest heart inventory with every head bowed every eye closed if you want to say right now Lord I'm putting you back on the throne of my heart and I'm going to put up boundaries and get rid of that stuff that's been getting in the way of you if that's you in this place tonight, with boldness, nobody looking around, I would just ask, raise your hand right now. Raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lots of hands going up. Praise God. Praise God. Let's pray this prayer together tonight. Father God, repeat after me. Father God, right now, I declare you're worthy of all of me all that I have to give you are worthy to sit on the throne of my heart and so right now Father God I invite you Jesus to sit on the throne of my heart as Lord over my life Right now, I say no to the things that have gotten in the way of you. And I choose to follow you no matter the sacrifice, no matter where you call me or who you call me to or what you call me to do. In Jesus' name.